Hi everyone, I'm Haley Griffiths and this is The Science of Social Media, a podcast by Buffer, your weekly sandbox for social media stories, insights, experimentation, and learning. Welcome to episode number 93. I'm Brian Peters and this week we're covering one of the most anticipated events of the year in social media, marketing, and tech, and that's Facebook's annual F8 conference. Every year, the global developer community gathers in San Jose for F8, a two-day event where developers come together to explore the future of technology. And just like years before, the 2018 F8 conference did not disappoint. Lots of big announcements for us to cover today. Yep, and the best part is that I watched the entire conference over Facebook Live from the comfort of my couch. Gotta love technology. (laughs) Uh, Let's kick off the show, shall we? Well, another Facebook F8 is in the books. What did you think overall, Brian? You know, I really enjoyed it, Haley. I think Zuckerberg and team did a great job of addressing a lot of the issues surrounding Facebook while also not dwelling too much on past issues. He he did make one joke about testifying in front of Congress and that was it, but it was pretty funny actually. But what do you think, Haley? (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was great. I mean, this was the first year I tuned in from Facebook Live. So that was a fun experience. I think the whole team was really positive and optimistic. And my favorite part absolutely was when Mark Zuckerberg closed out day one by giving everyone an Oculus and pulling, <laughs> you know, an Oculus Go. He totally pulled an Oprah. And that was that was so funny. <laughs> you get an Oculus Go. You get an Oculus Go. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that was a great part of it. I think that I've never heard the crowd cheer so loud in my entire life. So that was great. Yeah. Um, So for those of you who didn't make it or weren't able to catch up with all of the announcements from Facebook F8, no worries. That's what we're here for on the science of social media. Mark Zuckerberg kicked off the conference with a keynote on how Facebook will be taking a broader view of their responsibility to users and the global community, by not only giving people powerful tools, but also making sure that those tools are used for good. Yes. Responsibility was definitely a theme I took away from this year's conference. Zuckerberg discussed their responsibility to keep building new services that bring people together in meaningful new ways across Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger, and Oculus. They have so many products on the go now. And what I love about this conference is that we get to hear from a variety of executives at Facebook that we don't always get to hear from, and they all have their own unique expertise and area of focus. Yeah, I really did like that part, just kind of hearing from the different products at Facebook. And it's really cool being able to get an inside look into how Facebook works and, you know, kind of live examples of all the products they're working on. You know, like you said, it's pretty incredible how many things they have going on at any given moment. (laughs) Um, That being said, probably the most talked about announcement coming out of F8 is that Facebook is launching a dating feature where you can volunteer to make a profile that's only visible to non-friends who have also opted in, and I quote, looking for love. (laughs) Facebook will match your profile based on all of its data and messaging will happen in a dedicated inbox rather than messenger. Yeah. I mean, this was totally unexpected. The crowd pretty (laughs) much erupted when Zuckerberg announced this feature Um, and TechCrunch called it FaceDate, which is perfect. (laughs) I think it's interesting that you mentioned that you can make a profile visible to non-friends. What if you're like friends on Facebook with someone that you, you know, would want to date? Right. I guess then you would just maybe go directly to the source. I don't know. Just like text them. (laughs) But so Zuckerberg also explained that potential matches will be recommended based on dating preferences, things in common and mutual friends. 
people will have the option to discover others with similar interests through their, through their groups or events. So, I mean, Facebook really does know the most about you. Yeah, they have a ton of data. So I can see this, this I guess, this new feature being really popular. And as Zuckerberg was saying in his keynote, tons of marriages already start on Facebook. So there's a big opportunity for the company to build long-term relationships you know, relationship focused matching, but Facebook will have to be careful to keep everything private as people already tend to be a bit, <laughs> you know, wary about dating apps and it, particularly Facebook data currently. Uh, <laughs> investors, however, seem to love it considering that match group, Tinder's parent company, shares price dropped 22% last week. So wow. investors loving the new Facebook moves. Watch out Tinder. <laughs> The second major announcement from the F8 conference is that Facebook is building a clear history feature. So this will be a new privacy feature that will allow users to delete data that Facebook has collected from sites and apps that use its ads and analytics tool. That means you can scrub some of your browsing history from Facebook's data store. And Mark Zuckerberg likened this to deleting cookies from your browser history. See, this one I feel like is huge for marketers and it was such a kind of low key announcement at F8. Basically it will allow any visitor to your website to essentially clear their browsing history with you within Facebook. In other words, erasing all of the data that you've collected or potentially have collected through the Facebook pixel. And I think this is super useful um, feature for, for those, you know, concerned about their data privacy. And I think it's a great thing that Facebook has implemented something like this, but one what some people don't realize is that it'll make your Facebook experience a much less personalized, which I think that we do take for granted sometimes. Absolutely. I mean, as much as I don't like Facebook having too much information on me, I do click the ads that they give right. me sometimes. Exactly. You know, like they're really good. It feels like for marketers, maybe it will just be a matter of like, I don't know, like tailoring posts more, trying to get people back to your website so you can get that information on them again. I guess we'll see how often people really do clear their history. Right. I guess that's a good point. Yeah. I don't really clear my history too much in my browser. My browser, You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I, I'd say every, like, maybe twice a year. I should probably do it yeah. more often. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So maybe, you know, this thing, this seems like a big move up front, but maybe it won't have such a big impact that it seems like it will as of now. Yeah, definitely. And the, the interesting thing here is that the main reason for this move is that Zuckerberg faced tons of questions from Congress about data it collects from around the web. So users were a bit upset. And as we've seen over the last few weeks, they um, learned that they had little to control with their data. So clear history might help to address a lot of those issues and concerns, but it'll be interesting to see how this affects businesses and advertising on Facebook. Maybe it will, or maybe people will be forgetful like like you and I, Brian, with our <laughs> with our clearing the cookies and his browser history. You know, on behalf of marketers, hopefully people are a bit forgetful <laughs> with clearing their history. No, I'm just kidding. Another big announcement is that Instagram is launching video chat directly within the app. So you'll be able to connect with one or multiple friends via video chat. And I think the cool part is with this new feature is that you can actually minimize the video tab while still using Instagram. I don't know why I think that's a really cool feature, but <laughs> it sort of keeps people, you know, using the platform, seeing their ads, et cetera. And the other cool thing too, Haley, is that you can like be chatting and then looking at content together. Yeah. Or you can be not paying attention or really going through Instagram. I feel like <laughs> yeah. there are lots of different ways you can use this. I feel like they maybe did that because they know that's what people do. 
Right. It's already being done automatically. So they're just like, you know, might as well make it a feature. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Also, Instagram is getting a new filter to protect users from bullying comments, plus an improved Explore tab where where content will be organized into relevant topics, making it easier than ever to browse across your interests while going deeper into one or more specific areas. I can't wait for that. I think the Explore tab is great. I always find such awesome content in there that I end up following these users. It's the same with following hashtags for me. I end up like finding all this new interesting stuff. Yeah, I totally agree. I didn't realize how cool and useful Explore tab was until this year. And that's pretty much where I spend most of my time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Nice. (laughs) All right. And as you might expect, Instagram direct messaging is a highly used feature, but lacked video chat, which is also one of the most popular features within Messenger and WhatsApp. So Facebook bringing you live chat wherever you are and whenever you want it. So this new chat feature combined with anti-bullying features could make Instagram a safer and more fun place for teens and younger generations to hang out, which could help Facebook compete with Snapchat for that demographic. This next announcement is what we were anxiously waiting on here at Buffer, as a lot of it was has been up in the air over the last few weeks. So Facebook announced that it will reopen its app review process following the pause it took after the Cambridge Analytica crisis. So very welcoming news for us as developers and for our customers that rely on the Buffer tool to succeed on both Facebook and Instagram. Yes, we were also excited to hear this. So basically, after the Cambridge Analytica event, Facebook shut down the review process for apps and began to roll back a lot of the access that it gave to third-party tools through their API, which is totally understandable. Mm -hmm. Facebook couldn't risk another app slipping through the cracks and selling user data. But it also has to keep developers loyal to its platform and so that they can keep building features and experiences that attract users. So it's great that they're, you know, rolling back on some of that right now. Yeah, and it was a bit scary at first here at Buffer, but now that it's behind us, I can absolutely see how this will eventually make the platform a better place for both users and developers. And as Facebook marketing partners here at Buffer, it has been great to see the response from Facebook on this and how they are embracing the developer community and really building out these tools that will you know, be healthy and great for everyone long-term. All right, let's talk stories. Not Instagram stories, which we love talking about, (laughs) but WhatsApp status, which is exactly like stories. In what I thought was one of the biggest announcements of the day, WhatsApp status now has over 450 million daily active users. That is well over twice as large as the user count of Snapchat's whole app. And WhatsApp is also adding stickers and group video calling and all those cool features. I absolutely agree with you, Haley. That was so incredible. I did not realize that WhatsApp, particularly their status feature, was so popular and so widely used. Uh, I also always forget how massive WhatsApp just in general is. Um, (laughs) Yes. And this is coming at a pretty interesting time too. Snapchat just released their Q1 earnings last week where it reported its slowest user growth rate ever. Uh, Meanwhile, WhatsApp status continues its explosive growth. Part of that growth is because WhatsApp is one of the first chat slash stories platforms to go global, giving their users a ton of different features and ways to connect with friends and family. So, you know, any listeners of our show, if you're a WhatsApp user, you are definitely on the upward trend. (laughs) Yes. And on the Instagram and Facebook stories front, not a huge feature, but you can now share directly to your stories from apps like Spotify, SoundCloud, and GoPro. And they're 
adding in other apps soon. So it's cool because this is a perfect example of Facebook watching trends among their users and then building new features. I mean, how many times have you seen someone share a screenshot of what they're listening to on Spotify to stories, right? Yeah. Oh, I see it all the time. And and fun fact, I actually was so excited about this because I always just take screenshots of what I'm listening to on Spotify and just post it to Instagram stories. But this morning I tried out the direct from stories to, you know, direct from Spotify to stories feature. And it is really cool. And the really cool thing about it is that it actually has like listen in Spotify. Ooh. So if you want to listen to whoever you're following song, you just press a little link and it takes you right back to the app. So nice. I think one of the neater... Uh, product integrations that Instagram stories or Instagram has released in the last couple of months. But a couple more features before you go. Zuckerberg sort of slipped this one in there, but he mentioned that users continually tell them, Facebook, that groups are the most important part of the platform for them. Yeah, that's awesome. So Facebook will be rolling out a dedicated groups tab within the Facebook mobile app that will allow you to quickly access your group. So as marketers and businesses, either starting a group or being an active member in multiple niche groups, it's becoming hard to ignore groups in 2018. I think that starting a group should at least be in the conversation as a marketing channel moving forward. Yeah, exactly. And I think we've talked about this before, or no, we were mentioning this in our Instagram live is that if you're not finding too much success with the, the Instagram or Facebook feed, it definitely might be worth considering starting a niche group so you can connect with your, you know, your mo most loyal customers and build a small or niche community, like you said, Haley. Um, yeah. Let's see. Last but not least, Oculus Go, Facebook's cheap and capable standalone VR headset, is now on sale. So that was the one that we were mentioning that Zuckerberg pretty much <laughs> handed out to everyone. Uh, it costs $199 for the version with 32 gigabytes of onboard storage and $249 for the 64 gigabyte version which is awesome because as you might know, many VR headsets where you have to, you know, put the phone in, in, you know, into the VR slit are, they're a bit <laughs> clumsy and prevent Facebook from essentially controlling the whole experience. I mean, the new Oculus looks incredible and it's so, this is pretty affordable. Like I might get one. Would you get one, Brian? <laughs> you know, I think I might actually pick one up. This is awesome. So VR and AR are two areas in which Facebook is investing a great deal in over the next several years. Pretty soon, we'll all be in the same room together as we record this podcast <laughs> and we'll get to meet our listeners in person, virtual reality person, but it'll feel like in person. <laughs> yes, Haley, I cannot wait for that day. I'm looking forward to it and meeting all of you in virtual reality person. It's going to be great. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode today. As always, feel free to reach out to us anytime using hashtag Buffer Podcast or shoot us an email to hello at buffer.com. We also appreciate your reviews on iTunes. Those are you know just incredible and they really help our show to grow. Over the next few weeks, we'll be covering everything marketers need to know about GDPR, our massive YouTube case study with Brian Dean, and how you can grow your YouTube channel. So much more also on the way. With that, we hope that you have a great week and we will catch you next Monday.